shots. And um, right now we're just a little bit off. And, and, and I'll um, I'll look in the mirror and start start pointing the thumb at me, figuring out um, you know how to make it better. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Back for the second hour, Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas in the locker room. And one of the things we were talking about in the first hour, and I want to continue in the second hour, is again, talking about the fact that when you have a couple of future Hall of Famers, I mean, your guys got to capitalize on any opportunities given to you because if you don't, the other guy will, and vice versa, as you go back and forth, depending on which side you're on. And one of the opportunities that we thought uh, that I, I, I kind of I thought you know was missed was again was in the second quarter because we talked about Mick almost intercepting Rodgers in the first. Chris Wormley misses on a sack in the second. That two plays later they go on to, to throw a, a touchdown pass. But the third one was on a first and ten. Ben overthrows Juju, which should have been a TD when you look at it. I mean, I think. That was just a uh, would have been a perfect throw, and and I mean let's face it, Juju's a guy. He's already got what three or four catching runs of ninety six yards, at least three. All right, in the NFL, the guy's capable of doing it. And uh, you had an unusual perspective on that play because you were down in the end zone, Max. Yeah, I was. I was right behind the play in the end zone, watching it, and I saw the play developing, um, and. I, and Ben did what he was supposed to. This is a timing route. Ben, Juju's on the left, and Ben's on, ben, ben is looking right to push the safety over to the right-hand right. side, right, to clear the center of the field. <coughs> Sorry about that. For the play for Juju, and what he does is he comes from the right, you snap back to the left, and you throw it because you don't want the safety to read your eyes. And so this is one where – Ben is expecting Juju to be at a spot. And what Juju did, because he had he had that corner on him, he kind of widened him out outside right. the numbers and then tried to come back into the to the hash or the seam. And it was a post route, but he got a little bit too wide. So when Ben came back to throw it, it's about a foot inside of where Juju was supposed to be. And that's where the frustration is where you're like, oh my God, Ben overthrew another wide open receiver. And it's like, ah, pump your brakes a little bit. Understand what the makeup of that play is. And I actually had this conversation with, uh, with, with my good buddy Ryan Clark. We were talking yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we both saw it the same way. And I was like, yeah. I was like, RC, I was in the end zone. I saw it. And I saw the play. He's like, yeah, I know. And even from my view, I was like, man, that's a timing route. I was like, Juju, Juju got a little bit too wide. I said, exactly. He tried to widen out that corner to create more space for him on the inside to create that separation when he broke. But the problem is, in those situations, you've got to be – if you're the number two option on that or three option and you're on the opposite side of the line, you've got to be exactly where the quarterback expects you to be. Right. Because that ball's coming out on a time, on a rhythm, and on a, you know on, a, on an actual play – development where he's trying to force the corner or force the safety one direction to give that space back to Juju. So no matter what the corner was doing, the inside is where Ben cared because he wanted to create the window so that you didn't get alligator arms. Right. And try and short arm because that safety's beelining for you. So that was a frustrating moment because that was another opportunity where 11 guys have to do their job, right? Exactly. Once you start trying to do one-tenth, one ninth. Yeah. Remember, 
the bigger the bigger number on the bottom as that number goes down the bigger the percentage is so instead of just doing your 111th that is the problem that you get into and then you want to point the finger at the quarterback as oh you should have known it but you know like lab said ben's getting the ball out quick and if it's coming out in under two seconds, and then that one, obviously, he held a little bit longer because he's, he's looking off the safety. But you got to be there when that opportunity happens because that's an opportunity that guaranteed the guy on the other side would have done that in the trust between quarterback and wide receiver. And that just hurts it because we know Juju could have done some spectacular things once he caught that ball. No question about it. And one of the things that you realize on that route uh, you know, as you're looking off the safety, one of the things you have to remember, a quarterback doesn't just see a player and then, at, you know, and just kind of like decide, oh, that's where he's supposed to be and throw it in the air. There's visual markers. You're outside the numbers. You push a guy a little bit wide so that you can come back to the numbers where Ben has a visual marker after looking off the safety. He's going to look off the safety, look away. Then he's going to come back and around the numbers. He's going to try to direct that throw. Well, you got to be there, as you pointed out, and I understand you're going to widen a little because you want to create the room, the window for Ben to be able to throw the ball in. And so as you come back to it, you're looking for that that window around the numbers area on that side of the ball. And unfortunately, he just didn't get back to it because that's where Ben's going yeah. with the ball. It's that skinny post thing that you talk about, which, you know, yeah. uh, for you and me, skinny is just a verboten word. Yeah, no, that that's just that's just less calories, um, <laughs> and something that you know you kind of avoid. Uh, but I I think or or jeans, which is another thing you kind of avoid, right? Skinny jeans. <laughs> oh Ooh. yeah, oh yeah. yeah no, no, but you no, know no, the no, problem no. is when you have loose jeans, and suddenly you know later on in a year or two they're they're skinny jeans because uh, maybe you've packed on a few pounds. <laughs> that's hey, a problem. You've done squats. You've done squats. <laughs> that's all. You've done a lot more squats. Well, that's all it is. Too many squats. Quads got bigger. That's that's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Right? Exactly. I'm going. I'm going. I'm I'm all there with you. We're holding hands, walking down the Golden Brick Road with that one. Um, Uh, But think about this, Max. Had they connected on that one, and it's 14-14. Again, it's a different game than 14-10 because they went on and Boz put one through. But you know, 14-14 is a different play call it's different defensive schematics it again what does it lead to if we were do the uh marty mcfly time machine back to the future what would that have led to with uh you know uh the results of a now a 14 14 tie at that point i know i know and if we would have grabbed the sports almanac and had these game scores we wouldn't even be worried about it because we would have known what happened then here's the last one all right it's like a kick in the groin minka scoop and score Scoop and score. We've been talking about, but that that would have been twenty one fourteen. And I don't care how big a, 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 a you know momentum changer when Brett Favre makes his appearance at halftime and the whole Lambeau field almost it sounded like it it, it was going to be like like there was an earthquake. I mean that's how loud the noise was. But yeah, it was a great momentum crazy. changer for the team. And you simply you simply go you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, twenty-one fourteen. I'd like to go in at twenty-one fourteen more than you know being down uh, at halftime. Yeah, I mean, it, it's that that one hurt, and we talked about it, and, and you know, and Gene Stewart. So, I mean, here's the thing: when the rules analyst is on your side as well, and you know that your eyes did not deceive you, it's even more frustrating, right? Because it's like, well, if he saw it and other people saw 
And there's other referees on the field that didn't see that in a better vantage point position, and they didn't throw the flag. It was a side judge. Yep. And he waited. He delayed. He thought about it and then threw it. And that's that's the ultimate frustration, right? That that that's that that's that's the that's the highest level of of Pete offness, right? Hey, you know, he, uh, he's off yeah. the Christmas card list, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's he, he he's get, he's getting a horse head, you know, for Christmas. <laughs> that, that, I mean, straight that, that, Godfather that, fashion. Yeah, exactly. I mean that that's how it felt because you took a top ten play off of a highlight reel. Um, you took excellent timing for a guy to do everything right in the moment, right? And we're always taught if you do things the right way, good things happen, right? right? That That's what the philosophy is. And in that moment, you got robbed of that opportunity, and that pisses you off. And I know there's plenty of other opportunities to make up for it in the game that could have changed the complexion of it. But in that moment, just psychologically, especially from that third of the team, what I mean by that third, the special teams third. Offense, defense, special teams. Right. For special teams to have that play, to have a scoring opportunity that you know can change the difference. And what did change the difference in the previous away game on the road against a good opponent, that was the difference and the catalyst that propelled you to victory. So to see that and get it snatched away from you, that's heart-wrenching, right? Oh, man, that, that's killer. That, that, that – no matter how much you want to get, it's like, ugh, all the air gets taken out of your sails in that moment. And and it was frustrating because I'm standing right behind the guy that threw the flag. And I'm, I'm just like, why did he throw that? That was perfect. You know, I, I'm throwing my hands up in the back. I'm glad the camera was not on me in that moment because I was dejected. And it's like one of those moments where it's like, okay, I don't want to get banned from all NFL games for life. Right, going and, and punching this dude in the back of the head, <laughs> you know. But it, it, that'll definitely get you just, thrown out, buddy. That will definitely get you off of all Christmas card lists <laughs> that, that revolve around the shield. Um, but I mean, it was just what was it? It was I was just so mad. Oh, it's and, unbelievable! You knew what that did. The stadium was deaf. Oh yeah. <clears throat> there was a pin drop. A mouse peeing on cotton. You could have heard that in that moment. And they ripped it away. And it and it was it was an ultimate frustration. And that that I mean, that led to the, the, the lasting effect because you knew what that could have been. And then you get, you know, you get Aaron in a in a more passing situ happy situation where he's trying to press. And then we know that Aaron's numbers under pressure, under the blitz, he he hasn't thrown a touchdown. He's only thrown an interception. His rating goes down 30 points. Right. And he's now in a situation where you got T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward, all these guys kind of converging down on you. Now it creates more opportunities for that defense to make bigger splash plays later on in the game. All right. Hey, folks, we're going to be back. That's uh, Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. we got calls coming up. Numbers 412-919-1316. We'll be back after this.
just have to continue to lean on each other and trust each other and watch the film and continue to get better. I mean, it's still super early in the season. Uh, we're at home next week, and um, just like every week, it's a got to have it. But this feeling definitely sucks. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are moving along here in the locker room. Uh, we got your calls coming up, and we're going to start right off with Juan from Charleston. Hello, Juan, Steelers Nation, Charleston. How you doing, our friend, huh? Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Fantabulous. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing good. Hey, Wolf, I think I think the refs got the, got the memo that we had win Wednesday. That's why they took that playback away from us. They didn't want us to win the game. That would have been victory Wednesday. and I, But the problem yeah. is now I was left with comfort food yesterday. I don't do well with comfort food. I'm a, I'm, I'm a little feared of uh, weigh-in Wednesday tomorrow because uh, comfort food Tuesday was abounding. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. Man. So, so with that, um, with that, um, call, that um, guy was saying earlier, Gene Steratore, he got on national TV when they called him in the booth. He he said the same thing. He said he timed it perfectly, so the ref stole one from us, man. And you gotta enjoy hearing wow, this guy here, man. You got to think about a few years ago back in New Orleans, the same thing happened to him on Alvin Kamara. They threw the flag on a pass interference. Yep. You know, here's the thing about it, which I didn't realize, and I was so glad Bob Labriola expounded upon it, was the fact that the centers will lift that ball up. Now, here's the thing about it. If you're down the line, that ball moves up. You, in, in my mind, I was expecting to see the ball move and the heads move at the same time in the same direction. But when the ball is lifted up and the heads move forward, you've got two motions that are occurring simultaneously that are, are extremely difficult in my mind to track. Now, Gene says, aside or a, a, a down-the-line judge, he should be able to handle that, okay? But in my mind, that's what the distraction or that's what the, the problem was, that that ball lifts up and goes towards the defense just briefly before it's fired back. And so you see that hesitation before the ball goes back and those helmets coming forward. And I got to believe that had to play into what the line, Max, what do you think? The line judge. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what you have to know. And if you're paying attention, the reason why you're out there is to pay attention in those type of moments as a referee, right? Yep. That is the, that is the base principle of your job. When you're on the line or you're at the side, whichever side, if you're the closest person to the ball, that should be the person that's making those type of judgments. It shouldn't be somebody off the ball and not paying attention. That's the rough part about it. And coming in seconds behind the, the, the field goal. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on, man. So anything else, Juan? I was watching the replay of the game last night, and a guy, he just was just standing there like, should I throw the flag or should I throw the flag? And – that was just crazy, man. It was. It was very unfortunate, again, because here you got such a big play before the half. Literally, with what transpired in the first half, the Steelers could have easily been up 21-14 rather than down 17-10, I think it was. Um, yeah. What a difference. What a difference to make Aaron Rodgers play from behind, have that sort of event, eventful turnaround, and be able to, you know, then you go into the second half. Now you can run the ball more. You know, you were running the ball good. 
You know, we didn't get a chance to talk yeah. about it, but Najee was running good. The offensive line was moving the pile. The offensive line was finishing blocks. You know, it's it's unfortunate when you've got young bucks that are going to get, you know, have some obviously problems when you're down, you got to pass the ball all the time, and you those defenders, they can pin their mutineers back and come at you like like uh, Doberman's after a, you know, a piece of, like a, a rare piece of meat, you know? That's, there's a big difference between that. Yeah, I agree with you guys, because like you said, we, we would have been up, and Green Bay got the ball back first in the second half, so you know they would have probably came out trying to throw the ball instead of running the ball yeah, and again, as Mike Tomlin pointed out too, you've got to make some, some you know, you got to you got to go with with uh, some of the things you get uh, strategic differences. What's going? Hey, hey, Juan, what are you doing? <laughs> you gotta I'm, get, work, I'm working. You're working. I'm wondering because I'm sitting there going, go. okay, what do we got going on? There? Uh, yeah. But the fact is, <laughs> the, the fact is, you know, you got to make some strategic. Um, decisions along the back end, whether you're going to deploy seven in the box, eight in the box, what you're going to do as far as whether you're going to blitz, whether you're going to zone, you're going to fire zone, you're going to fire blitz, all that sort of stuff. Who knows? You know I mean? The, the decisions that you got to make in the aftermath are a lot different than they are previous to, you know, what transpired already. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Well, we got the next four out of five at home, so hopefully we can get it together. A shout out to the crew, the Dirty Dozen. I'll let you guys go and I'll Talk to you tomorrow on Wayne Wednesday. <laughs> that's right, that's going to be ugly. <laughs> yeah, all right. Bo- get the boom machine ready. Yeah, here we go. The boom machine will be all greased up, ready to go. All right. Let's keep moving on. We got Jason in New Hampshire. Jason, how you doing? I'm getting better at my New Hampshire. Hey, not too bad, buddy. How you guys doing? We're doing good. You, gotta, you got to pull, you know, just Pick yourself up and get her going, because there ain't nowhere else. There ain't nowhere to run. Ain't nowhere to hide. Yes. Well, you you don't realize how good that statement really is in all facets of life. If I can share something real quick, I know. Uh, um, you you guys are very much men men of faith. Amen. Um, our uh, company is going through a corporate restructuring, and seventeen of the twenty two people. Um, in our department, in my department, are going to be gone by the end of the year. Okay. And um, if you guys could just lift us all up, you know, we we'll don't know do that. It's going to be so. If you can, just lift yeah. it up, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, Let me tell you this, God Jason. Take a look at Philippians four nineteen, and my God shall supply all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. Hang in there, Absolutely. buddy. He's going to take care of you. Yeah, it's it, going to be all right. And I figure no matter which way it goes, it's the better way to go. So, and I'll find out why after that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, yeah. Uh, just yeah. trust. We're all a brotherhood, so I figured I'd just lift that up. Uh, you betcha. So, no, we um, appreciate to that. the game, you know, I, I've, I've got a teenage daughter, and um, there comes a time when you're having a conversation with them, you know, about, I don't know, about anything. And you, you know that if you have a teenage daughter, a teenage son, teenage kid, any child, I suppose, there's a point where they glaze over, and yep. you can tell they're not listening to a darn thing that you're saying, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that you're not reaching them. Um, there was a point when the game was decided, um, uh, the, the video feed, um, the TV uh, feed, was showing Ben on the, on the bench talking with 
Uh, I believe it was Juju and James Washington. And um, you could tell Ben was trying to, it looked like he was trying to at least give words of confidence, blah, 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 blah. And I'll tell you, James and Juju just looked glazed over. They looked like we're not even listening anymore. Now, I don't know if I saw it the same way, but if you've been on some hard teams before, Craig. I, I remember living through the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Max, and Max felt- that's a euphemism for you. You're on a losing team, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it's a very polite way I, of saying it. We all it. felt the pain. Those of us who, who were old enough to remember, we felt the pain through a lot of those times. And, and we fought with you, you know, in the losses and the wins. Um, but how how can you tell when or have you been able to see and how do you recover from a team just losing hope? Because if you lost hope, if you lost something, especially this early in the year, where does it take you and how do you turn it around? You know, that's a great, great question. And uh, I, you know, I simply, I look at it this way. We, we were one in seven in 88. And I'm telling you what, it was a bad year. Matter of fact, I remember. I, yeah. I mean, we were going to the airport, Tunch and I, we were riding together, right? And and we started, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, something about, you know, we got going, kind of playing the, you know, the Daily Dozen when you insult your buddy and he insults you back and you go back and forth. Well, somehow, okay. uh, you know, he, and, and me, who's a very suave, Rico Suave dressed guy, right? He says I look like yesterday's rolled up newspaper, right? What's that? So then, you know, it goes back and forth. We're walking into the airport in Pittsburgh, right? In the old airport there. And, and, and so then it, all of a sudden it gets serious. You know, just sometimes, you know, you, it's a bad year. Things are, tensions are high. You're losing. You know, it's just one of those things. And we started kind of, all of a sudden we're chin to chin in the airport. And it's about, we're about to swing. Right? It's, I mean, that's just how, I don't know, I just got. And all of a sudden there's this elderly couple that walked behind Tunch. And the one guy, or the one lady, I'm sorry, she elbows her husband as they stop and I can see them just over Tunch's shoulder and she says Fred look at them no wonder they're losing they're fighting with each other and at that point I started to laugh I mean it was just like you realize you know what a horse's patoot you're acting like right now and it's obvious to other people you can't let that happen you can't let that separation occur between teammates because the only thing you got is everybody in that locker room, and you got to hang together and be strong and believe in each other. And we finished up that year, you know, five and eleven. It was really bad, but you know, we won three more games out of the last eight. We won three out of out of you know out of eight, and uh, at least it was something, you know. But it was just it, or four. I'm sorry, we won four on uh, half the games on the back end. So, Max, you know what I'm talking about. You've got to hang together. You can't get you know, that separation in between you and your teammates. You can't fracture. I mean, that that's the difference in whether this team can pull itself up by its bootstraps and kind of trudge forward and get back into this thing because you still got plenty of time. You know, just like you said, you had eight games left. There's 13 games left. Yep. There's a exactly. lot of yeah. football yeah, left exactly. in this season. Five more division games. I mean – you have an opportunity at this point. Yes, it looks bleak. Yes, you can't you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you have to plow your head down and trust the direction that you're going and keep moving forward one step at a time. That's the only way to do it. You can't it's different if we're here at the end of November, right? We're in Thanksgiving and we're completely out of it by six games or whatever. Right. I don't think that that's even a possibility because 
you have a seventh playoff team this year, and you have a 17th game. So games are going to be meaningful. You choose how meaningful they are from this point forward and to, and to see how can you get back. Because when we watched the film, both Craig and I, we saw it's opportunities here and there, little things yes. that literally create the cascade. And you have to fight that feeling of, oh, here we go again, or, oh, my right. God, not again. You have to fight those feelings with going out and doing your job to the best of your ability and trusting that the guy next to you is going to do his job. When we talk about being one eleventh of your side of the ball, right? you have to trust that the other ten guys are doing their part to put you in a position to be successful. And that onus and that ownership and accountability permeates if you continue to keep the course on that because you have the talent. You have the right guys, right. And, and good thing is they're healthier now, right? We got Deontay back last week. We got TJ. We got Alex, right? I mean, that's where you have to start to move in that direction. Say, you know what? We weren't healthy before. We're healthier now. We'll be healthier this week coming up than we were last week. Let's keep the course. There you go. Yeah, I'd love to see them now that they're healthy. I'd love to see them come back and have the same sort of feel that we saw, that we felt from that team in week one. Because if we see that, that's going to give us a lot more hope, you know, right from the get-go. You know, and, Absolutely. Uh, so, so, yeah, thank you. I appreciate you guys. We got to run, Jason. Remember, I'll be praying for you, brother. Hold strong, baby. Don't, yeah, don't worry. It's going to be all right, okay? Absolutely. Love you guys. All right. Love you, bro. You take care. Thank you so much for checking in the calls. 412-919-1316. We'll be back with more after this. I think it's just having one each other's back. You know, we're going to have games like, you know, it's not going to go your way. And we're going to have games where it does go your way. And, you know, there's no pointy fingers or, or blaming. It's just more so, hey, next play mentality, like, let's get after it, you know. At the end of the day, like, that's my quarterback. I'm always going to have his back, you know, whether I make the play or not. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're winding up. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Steelers Nation Chicago checking in. CR, how are you, my friend? Hey, what's going on, guys? Appreciate being with you on this fine day. Inside the locker room, Dirty Dozen Plus with Max Wolf <laughs> and the Ninjas. Uh, you <laughs> know it. How you doing out there? We're doing oh, just Appreciate fine. Hey, we kind of missed you yesterday. I got to hurry up. I want to give a shout-out to Juan. Hey, Juan, if you want to, give me a call, man, at 847-513-3468. Also want to talk about Devin of Denver. He was on yesterday, man. He's, he got some good information. So, hey, guys, I know we got to hurry up. So, uh, uh, missed you yesterday, big fella. But um, In transit, me, uh, my friend, in transit. I, 
I know, but 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 Brother Starks was there. I yes. Mean, uh, Max was there. He just um, stayed at the hotel, but it was a great show yesterday. Hey, guys, I want to hurry up because I know time is important. So, hey, I got uh, four stats that are um, completely unacceptable based on Green Bay. I was reading this article, and if you guys can give me one or two sentences on uh, comment on each one, I appreciate it because I want to hear what you got to say. Number one, Jay Washington and Pat Firemuth combined for just six targets. And of the six targets, five were catchable, and they caught a combined five for 80 yards, which is equal to 16.0 yards per reception. What are your comments? Well, they, you know, they threw the ball more to James. I, I thought Fryermuth only had one or two targets. I wanted yeah, I, so. I wanted Fryermuth to have a half a dozen at least because yeah. I thought this guy I, was made to order for mm-hmm. what the problem areas of Green Bay. Max, what do you say? Uh, I completely agree. I mean, Pat Pat had some opportunities open in the middle of the field and just didn't get to the progression or just wasn't a main target in the uh, in in, in uh, Ben's progression menu. So yeah, it was frustrating to see that because he could he could have been a difference maker in controlling the middle of the field. Hey, thanks, man. Number t- number ahead. two is big Big Ben threw for only five point eight yards per uh, per attempt or fewer three or four games this season, and in this uh, the pack was without uh, Ed, Ed Russia, uh, Zane Darius Smith, and cornerback uh, Kevin King. What are your comments on that? Well, the fact is, one of the things that helps Ben so much is when they play action. You know, in play action in Buffalo, he went from 4.9 per uh, attempt to throw up to like 7.7. I want to see more play action. I like to see more under center play action. But still, as yet, there was more play action that he was able to use yesterday. But you got to get a little more depth. Look, and here's the problem. When you have crossing routes over the middle, and Mike Tomlin alluded to it earlier when he says you've got to pay attention to the details. Part of the details is making sure you have enough depth to get across the sticks. One thing I've said about Eric Ebron, you know, I've been critical of his blocking. His blocking, he needs to improve. But one of the things he does when he runs those patterns on, on third down and so forth, he runs them to the sticks. He runs them for first downs. He ran one yesterday, uh, I'm sorry, on Sunday, where he was made sure he was across the sticks for the first down when he made the reception. And that you have to appreciate. That's experience. you got to, you got to make sure you're on detail. Max. Yeah, and you can't run all hooks. And, yeah. and and run comebacks. You gotta you gotta send a deep route in there every once in a while so that you at least change up the option where the swing is not your best option because everybody's playing fence coverage. Um it, there has to be a philosophy either by Canada or by Ben breaking the mold. One of the two ha- has to give at this point. There you go. What's next? And we also gotta get a brother uh 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 out of work because he did catch both of his passes. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, that is true. Ebron, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eric, Eric, Ebron. Did, Eric did catch both of them. He went two for two. Good for him. But yeah. he, he whiffed on a couple of blocks, though. So. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. In uh, time, uh, number three, third and fourth down conversions uh, um, of late has been awful. Four of 11 on third downs and 0 for 2 on fourth down, which was a combined four of 13, which is equal to 30%. What are your comments? Don't hit me with the, the numbers. They mean nothing to me. I, my math is so bad. Fourth downs, here's the problem. Fourth down, some of those passes, again, the one with Najee, you go out there and you had uh, both Ebron and you had um, Juju out in Prior. front of them. Oh. And, yeah, the one that I remember, I'm trying to uh, – I got to piece it together. But 
Ebron fell down, and Juju didn't get a block, and it went nowhere. Um, then the other fourth down play was Juju underneath, if I recall, and he was short of the sticks when he reached with the ball. And again, that's part of making sure the details. You got to be at the sticks, get behind somebody, not in front of somebody. Well, and call routes that get you beyond the sticks, and then come back. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. If, CR, if, yeah, we got to go, buddy. Eight, come back. Yeah. Come okay. back from twelve to eight. Yeah. Sorry, in Max. Meantime, in the meantime, and in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we. Go. Thank you so much, CR. You know, CR had some good points there, and the fact of the matter is, yeah. again, it comes to opportunities, details on your work, you know, and then making sure um, you execute. And it's it's that way, Max, week in, week out, day in, day out. That's what pro football is all about. It is. The margin of error is so slim, and you've got to be good in those moments and capture those opportunities. You know, it's just like when there was one last donut on the butcher block at home, I didn't even wait to turn the light on because I knew that donut was there. And I went after it, and I almost broke my toe. I should have known. Pay attention to the details. Turn the light on. You know, you want that donut so bad you're going to get it, and you're in the dark, and then wham, you just just crush your toe. What am I going to do? Yeah, exactly. You, you learn from your mistakes. Turn the light <laughs> on next time. See, that's – that's what we want to see with the Steelers, right? Learn from your mistakes and bring it to the next game. Beautiful. And that's what we'll do. We'll do it all over again tomorrow, Max. You up for it? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Let's all do right. it. We'll see you later. We'll stay tuned for the Mike Tomlin press conference after this.